In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Throughout the year, the Church celebrates different important moments in our Lord's life. At Christmas, we remember our Lord's incarnation, his descent from heaven, and taking on a human nature. During Lent, we follow him in his suffering, and on Good Friday, we remember that that ultimate act of love, his self-immolation on the cross for our sins. These last few days of Easter, leading up to the Feast of Pentecost, we celebrate our Lord's ascension into heaven, the last moments of his life on earth, and the completion of his mission. Nestled in between the two great solemnities of Easter and Pentecost, the significance of the ascension can often be overshadowed. But without the ascension of our Lord, his mission would not have been complete. He has been sent by the Father and must now return to the Father. The mystery of our Lord's ascension provides us reassurance on two fronts. The first is that the ascension reminds us of God's true presence among us. His departure reminds us that, yes, the second person of the Trinity was truly physically present on earth. He humbled himself to take on the lowliness and the frailty of our humanity. God literally walked alongside us, Christ truly physically walked among us at a specific time and a place in history. The only difference between now and then is the mode of his presence, the radically new manner in which our Lord is present. In St. Luke's brief account of the ascension, as we heard on Thursday, we hear that upon our Lord's ascension, the disciples worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, with great joy. Bidding farewell to a loved one usually can be difficult. The disciples' reaction, however, is the opposite of what we would have expected. Pope Benedict XVI comments that the source of their joy could only have been because the disciples continued to experience his closeness, his presence in a new way, even after he had ascended into heaven. Pope Benedict writes, Ascension, then, does not mean departure into a remote region of the cosmos, but rather the continuing closeness that the disciples experience so strongly that it becomes a source of lasting joy. Our Lord's physical departure marks paradoxically not the beginning of his absence from us, but rather his spiritual presence to all of us at all times and everywhere. In his entrance into heaven, our Lord now shares with God the Father dominion over space and time. This means that our Lord is able to be spiritually present to us at any place, any time, and is no longer bound by the physical limitations of our frail humanity. This is especially true, of course, in his presence in the Most Holy Eucharist. At every Mass, our Lord becomes truly, really, and substantially present in the Blessed Sacrament. In the frenzy of our day-to-day routine, however, we are particularly susceptible to so many distractions that divert us away from seeing God's presence and providential hand at work in our daily lives. I always find it so amusing when I see how oblivious people can be when they're so busy looking down at their phone that sometimes they even walk into trees or signposts. Uh, In fact, not too long ago, Twice, I saw a passing car almost hit a pedestrian because they didn't even bother to look when they were crossing the street. 
The sad thing, though, is that they didn't even react. They didn't even know that the car almost hit them. They were so busy looking at their phones, listening to music. And the same can, applies to us in our spiritual life. Sometimes we can allow um, the, the frenziness, the busyness of our lives to get in the way of seeing God's providential hand. An examination at the end of the day, not just of our conscience, but also of personal encounters and events that transpired throughout the day, can be particularly helpful in recognizing God's presence in our daily lives. And it's something that I highly recommend and something that I personally also need to work on myself. Simultaneously, the Ascension also reassures us that we are all called and truly can be with the Father in heaven. The entrance of our Lord's human body foreshadows our own entrance into heaven. The preface of today's Mass reminds us that he ascended into heaven, quote, that he might grant us unto us to be sharers in his own divinity, end quote. This indeed is our vocation, our final end, to be with our Father in heaven. But thankfully, we do not have to do this alone. Christ, who now sits at the right hand of the Father, draws us up to himself and ultimately overcomes the gravitational pull of our own selfishness when we allow God's grace to enter into our lives. He assures us, as we hear in today's gospel, that in the midst of suffering, persecution, and struggles, whether it be from without or from within, the Holy Spirit will always be there to strengthen us through those times of trial. In this way, the mystery of our Lord's ascension reassures us then of both his abiding presence and that he is preparing a place for us in his Father's house. As we prepare to receive our Lord truly present in the Most Holy Eucharist, permit me to leave you with a quote from St. Augustine, who summarizes these two points much more eloquently than I can. He writes, for just as our Lord remained with us even after his ascension, so we too are already in heaven with him, even though what is promised to us has not yet been fulfilled in our bodies. Christ is now exalted above the heavens, but he still suffers on earth all the pain that we, the members of his body, have to bear. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.